Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two. Oh. Oh. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. It's my birthday, yes. everybody. Co-host number two's birthday. But it's also the birthday of a number of other uh, prominent individuals, and we thought we would uh, feature some of them at the beginning of the program here. We start with a little tribute to Alan Arkin from uh, the uh, key scene in The In-Laws, because it's Alan Arkin's birthday. Well, Lachute loves quoting this, even though he's never seen the movie. Really? It's one of the great classic scenes. Ready? Nice day, huh? Yeah. We're out of doors here in Chincoteague for most almost all of the day, right? You gave them We've our been stuff. location. Yeah, well, we'll be gone by the time any of them can track us down. Okay. Yeah, like that, like a shadow, and we'll move serpentine. <laughs> yeah. So they can't, they can't get us. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's also the birthday of uh, the great uh, American poet Robert Frost, and so I thought I would. Uh, play a recording of him reading one of my favorite poems of his. Good. Okay. We heard it, he was referred to the other day in our uh, little clip that we played from the poet with the onomatopoeia. Remember, he wished he thought he should have done the inaugural poem at Kennedy's inauguration and instead Frost did. That's right. But it wasn't this poem. This is a poem called Directive. Back out of all this now, too much for us. Back in a time made simple by the loss of detail, burned, dissolved, and broken off like graveyard marble sculpture in the weather. There is a house that is no more a house, upon a farm that is no more a farm, and in a town that is no more a town. 
the road there if you let a guide direct you who only has at heart you're getting lost may seem as if it should have been a quarry great monolithic knees the former town long since gave up pretense of keeping covered and there's a story in a brook about it besides the wear and tear of iron wagon wheels the ledges show lines ruled southeast northwest the chisel work of an enormous glacier that braced his feet against the arctic pole you must not mind the certain coolness from him still said to haunt this side of panther mountain nor need you mind the serial ordeal of being watched from 40 cellar holes as if by eye pairs out of 40 firkins as for the woods excitement over you that send light rustle rushes through their leaves charge that to upstart inexperience who where were they all not 20 years ago they think too much of having shaded out a few old pecker fretted apple trees make yourself up a cheering song of how someone's road home from work this once was, who may be just ahead of you on foot or creaking with a buggy load of grain. The height of the adventure is the height of country where two village cultures faded into each other. Both of them are lost. And if you're lost enough to find yourself by now, pull in your ladder road behind you and put a sign up close to all but me then make yourself at home. The only field now left, no bigger than a harness gall. First, there's the children's house of make-believe. Some shattered dishes underneath a pine, the playthings in the playhouse of the children, uh, weep for what little things could make them glad. Then, for the house that is no more a house, but only a belilac cellar hole now slowly closing like a dent in dough. This is no playhouse, but a house in earnest. Your destination and your destinies, a brook that was the water of the house, cold as a spring as yet so near its source, too lofty and original to rage. We know the valley streams that when aroused will leave their tatters hung on barb and thorn. I have kept hidden in the instep arch of an old cedar at the waterside, a broken drinking goblet like the grail under a spell so the wrong ones can't find it, so can't get saved as St. Mark says they mustn't. I stole the goblet from the children's playhouse. Here are your waters and your watering place. Drink and be whole again without confusion. Great poem that is, yes. So, uh, what should we talk about? Is that anything? I don't comment. No, no. It's we been were, a very good birthday. We were watching The Big Sleep tonight. Yeah, we watched The Big Sleep. That was great. Did that you enjoy good. that? Yeah, great film. Yeah, get up, get off the floor. You look like a Pekingese. That was a good one. My grandfather would always say that to me yeah. if I was on the floor. <laughs> That's right. He started saying that to you when you even couldn't when even I get up off yeah. the floor. You, before <laughs> you could stand up, he was saying that to you. That's true. So um, I was thinking what were some of my happiest birthdays. Oh, yeah. And I found uh, that there's a video recording of one of the best ones. 
because my 50th birthday was great. We did that in Bradenton, Florida. And Perry Hill, who's now a first base coach for the uh, Mariners, tossed you a ball. Mm. You remember that? And I wrote him a thank you note, and he wrote back, and that's been in your bedroom. I have we're all growing up. So that was a great one down in Florida. But my next one, my 55th, was a little bit better because it was at City Field. Mm. It was on a Saturday. We had 35 people there, as you recall. And the Mets were down four to three, or four to, yeah, four to three, with the, four to two, sorry, four to two. And they got the bases loaded with two outs in the ninth inning. Do you remember this? And Ike Davis, their only Jew, came up to the plate with the bases loaded and two out. One and the curveball hit in the air, right field deep. Back goes Bruce to the warning track near the wall. It's out of here. Ike Davis wins it with a pinch hit grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. And the Mets win it six to three. Curtis Granderson now. Murphy. Wilmer Flores. Back when someone else had 30. Yes. Two days, two first basemen, two heroes. Duda, a couple of home runs yesterday, and Davis off the bench with a pinch hit grand slam to win it for New York. That was fun. That was a good one. This, that we, you know, we got a special discount for everybody and they didn't tell me that the Saturday special discount included a pinch hit grand slam walk off by a Jew that was a good deal yeah that was the first pinch hit grand slam walk off in Mets history and the following August as you recall we celebrated your birthday at the diamond with a lot of people for the Richmond Flying Squirrels and that was a home team walk off too yeah right so, all right. So I think uh, we can conclude for today. Right? That was good. I think. That right? was good. Yeah. Uh, Happy birthday. Yeah. I wonder what would be a good birthday concluding tune for me to uh, put on at this juncture. I know what I'll do. I'll go with an old, an old uh, favorite of ours. If it's still around here. There we go. Yeah.